como me estoy con su Callum, I want to say Scott Callum. It's Callum Scott. I get his name reversed. That's my dyslexia. That's Craig. KXFM 104.7 Rainbow Radio here in Laguna Beach on a beautiful Saturday morning. If you're up and about, the sun is shining. The weather is 58 degrees and today will be the high, uh, mainly sunny. How about that? Wind southwest at 10 to 15, so a little bit of a breeze and humidity at 64%. So, um, and then the rest of the week, which we all want to know first thing in the morning is it is, uh, Sunday is mostly sunny. Um, then Monday, partly cloudy Tuesday, sunny Wednesday showers, Thursday showers, Friday, more showers. And then a week from today, sunny because always on my radio day, it's sunny here in Laguna Beach, California. And we absolutely love it. I have a very special guest today. Uh, before we get to uh, him, I have a few things I wanted to uh, discuss. Um, we Laguna Beach Pride has uh, made some plans. Well, you know, why don't I just discuss them with James? Um, if you if you just tuned in, uh, I have a guest this week and a guest next week, and hopefully, I have one the following week, which we're working on. Uh, but today, my guest, very special guest, is James Flores. Some of you may know James. Uh, let's let's do a microphone test. Um, say hello, James. Hello, everyone. Say hello again. Hello, everyone. Okay, I got the right microphone. How about that? <laughs> you can view us on uh, you on uh, um, Zoom if you want. You can go to the website and find <laughs> the link and and uh, view us on Zoom, or it is being uh, simulcast on uh, Facebook, if uh, Rainbow Radio, if you want to. Or, of course, there's always the the tune in. So, um, it was kind of strange um, how, uh, let's start with how James and I met. James phoned me. Why did you phone me, James? <laughs> I was just asking you about uh, Gay Pride because I was interested in helping out the community this year for Gay Pride and whatever else you may need. Well, I appreciate that. Let me, let me just jump in here. I, I keep, for the last four years, James... I keep encouraging people to tell me about the best known secrets here in Laguna Beach because I want to uh, share the the knowledge here. 
And I consider you one of the best known secrets here now because <laughs> thank you. <laughs> as I've discovered right underfoot here in Laguna Beach, James is a stalwart supporter of LGBTQ people and not only in Laguna but on a global level and uh and particularly on a spiritual level which I find very heartwarming and his uh goal as, uh, as his passion as I as I touted about it his passion his work of and passion is all about inclusive ministries that care and share the love of their diversity and truly make a better world a world that tears down walls builds hope and brings help when help is truly needed. I don't know if anyone's ever wrangled with being a gay or a lesbian and you struggle being true to yourself and the the choices you have there and the I know the adversity you face uh, sometimes doesn't always turn out very well. And uh, I know from the radio station having uh, been on the air for the last four or five years, that likely um, I've helped a bit, and that's why I'm here. And that is why James is here today, and that's his passion. So uh, without any further ado, let's hear some more about James. Um, you live here in Laguna Beach with your husband, correct? Yes, I do. And how long have you been married? I, I Well, actually, I was married. Um, this past November, um, my husband died. And Ooh. so now I'm living with a, a partner uh, that came into my life and absolutely touched my heart in many ways. And without him and the support, I don't know where I would be today. So someone was paying it forward to you, obviously. Yes, it's really funny because, you know, this is not only the first time that this has happened to me, I've had another partner that had cancer that it took care of to the very oh end, his last days. And then here came um, this person, which became my husband for eight years. And we were happily you know, married. We had a big ceremony, the whole thing. And one day we were out for dinner and then we went out and we wanted to go out to a couple of thrift stores and so forth. And so we did that. We went out to the Home Depot because we were doing some repairs on our apartment. And so we went to Home Depot and that was it. I went, we were looking at a couple of items on the, the shelf. And I went to go around the corner for just a second. I heard something and I came back and I found him on the floor. And oh he was unresponsive, and that led to another, and he had passed away of cardiac arrest. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, I wasn't expecting that this early in the morning. I know. But I, but I, know. I jumped in there, didn't I? Yeah, you did, and it's all good because, you know, you helped me, you know, as well as I tried to help everyone else, so I really appreciate it. <laughs> we were um, having a conversation a little bit earlier. I'm going to jump in on this that um, – uh -huh. Uh, more than just the local community, which we dearly love and support, both James and I, um, we also reach uh, on a global level with technology. And we have a common, I guess, community uh, on a global level, and that's Ghana. And uh, for some reason, uh, well, I can understand why, but it's a bit odd that it would just be that one uh, country that seems to have uh, popped up on our both our radars independent of one another, uh, which I find very interesting. But Ghana is going through a lot of um, unhappy situations with LGBTQ, and, and uh, they're still struggling, you know, from, I, I guess, well, do you know, colonialism, did it get into to all of Africa? I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure on that either, but I know it got into India. <laughs> yes, it did. And it got into a lot of a lot of nations on a global level. And only recently the you know there's been apologies for that for that um in the UK, which I find interesting, but um anyway, uh the co continent of Africa has a very is the right word duplicitous, very different uh attitudes towards lgbtq some are very accepting and some 
think uh, that all identified homosexuals uh, should be hanged. And, and that's going on right now. And I'm not kidding you. That's what's happening. Here in the United States, there is a bit of a pushback with uh, if you want to dress in drag in Tennessee, the first offense uh, is enough, but it's bad enough. The second offense, you can spend six years in a federal penitentiary and have a felony record for dressing in drag. Now, some like it hot with Tony Curtis and, um, God, who was the other actor in that? Um, and I dearly love him, but dressed in drag and, the, and, the, and got a, a Academy Award winning movie out of it. But apparently now in Tennessee, it's not, it's not accepted, but, but I go on. So through all your, your, uh, your work, uh, James, you, uh -huh. you, you set up a couple ministries and I want you to talk to me, explain to me how they came about and, um, you do have a lot of followers. Yes, I have about 5,000 followers in Gay Christian Ministries, which I started 16 years ago, oh. and it's still growing today. I mean, I get at least 40 to 50 uh, members a day on that. And wow. then from there, um, I birth a Gay Christian Men's Ministry. It's a ministry for just men and their um, spirituality. And I've had that for the last seven to eight years. Uh, Gay Christian Ministries, I started, like I said, 16 years ago. And it was, um, my partner at the time was dying of cancer. And so I decided, you know, that I wanted to leave church because I was uh, a vice moderator of RBMCC here in Costa Mesa. And I decided to leave the church. I decided to, you know, not go out with my friends or anything just to take care of my partner. And so with that, I was kind of like shut in like he was. And so one day, you know, I said, you know, I would love to touch people's lives all over the world, but it's just impossible for me to touch <laughs> these lives all over the world. You know, I have so much compassion towards people. And so with that, um, I, I prayed about it. And I, you know, I asked God, I'm like, you know, God, you know, my heart, you know, what my, what I want to do, but I think it's impossible. And then that's when he implanted the seed in me to start an online ministry. And so from there on, I started the gay Christian ministry. It I was just myself and a neighbor. He left and I kept on plugging away, plugging away. Finally, one day I got up and I guess that must have went viral and there was like a hundred people wanting to come and join the ministry. Oh my. And so from then on, there was more and more people all the time wanting to join. But what is funny is because I went to the different churches and I asked, you know, if they would be interested in doing, you know, streaming their church services inside the ministry that I started, but none of them wanted to have anything to do with me. And with that, they just kind of shunned away from me and so forth. But as time went on and the ministry grew, all of these churches and pastors and bishops and fathers from the Catholic Church, they all came to me and said, you know, we would like to be a part of your ministry. Lo and we behold. We would love to stream, <laughs> you know, our church services on Sunday. So it got to be so big and everyone wanted to stream their church services on Sunday I had to limit them because they would take over the whole, you know, page on the on in the ministry, and um, that way our people in the ministry, you know, their their post and everything could be lost because they were posting all their church services. Sure. So um, from that on, went on um, people, you know, there's people in the ministry, and you know, they started talking and so forth, and then you know was kind of like they were looking for like a hookup site and I didn't want that. So I said, you know something, I'm going to make this other ministry. They can all go there and it'll be a little different from what Gay Christian Ministries is. And that's when I um, created Gay Christian Men. And I didn't think that it was going to go the way that it was, it, it is today, but it is really big. It's very supportive, very loving, very spiritual. The guys there are absolutely amazing. They um, are there to support one another. Uh, last year, I had COVID. Um, one of the guys in there, I've never met him. He was a new member of um, our men's ministry. 
he went and sent food to my house and was checking on me. I mean, it's just unbelievable how the men support one another and in their, uh, their uh, spirituality. How, explain, I'm, I'm thinking for myself and for the listener, this ministry, okay, this guy James, uh, he's got a ministry and he does it online. How is it structured? Do you, are you, do you have a regular sh- uh, time slot that you, you, get, you gather on, online or is it uh, more just uh, response and and? No, it's a reactions? group and you can go and you can, you can find it um, very easily and people, it'll, it'll tell you, uh, give you a bio on the ministries, the men's ministry and the, the other ministry. And it just says, you know, if you'd like to join, you know, answer these questions because we get a lot of spam and all that. So, you know, they have to answer certain questions and we have rules and, and so forth that they have to, you know, go by. And each, I have like about 15 admins to help me because there are so many members. And so with each member that wants to come in, we have to look at their profiles just to make sure that they're real and they're not a scam or any of that kind Something of sort. Something Zuckerberg should take a few pages from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he should, you know, cause I mean, I've been scammed so many times on there, but yeah, that's how we do it. And it's 24 seven. So it's all day, all night, every single day of the week, you know? And it's like for myself, I feel like I'm in church every single day because there's a lot of people that look up to me there and they, you know, message me on Facebook messenger because they have questions or, you know, they have certain things that's on their mind and they don't know who to go to. And like one day I had a gentleman said, can you talk? And I said, I sure can. I'm here for you. What did you need? And he was talking and he was telling me, you know what, I'm going to commit suicide. And I'm like, you're what? He says, I'm going to commit suicide. And I said, no, no, don't do that. I said, you know what? I'm here for you. And let's talk. And he had a gun to his head and he was going to shoot Uh it. And I was on, on, um, messenger with him for about three hours. And finally he, he got relaxed and he put the gun down. I said, did you put the gun down? And he said, yes, I did. I said, you know, go into our ministry there. You will feel loved. If you feel lonely, if you're broken, if you know you feel lost you know and you will meet a lot of friends there and so now he's in the ministry and he's really happy and he's not suicidal anymore and then also i've had a guy that came to me and asked if i could talk and i said yes and so we were talking and he said that he wanted to kill himself and he says because you know his parents didn't want him they kicked him out he didn't feel loved no, he, nobody would accept him for who he was. And I says, well, I will accept you for who you are and what you are. And so I started talking to him and all of a sudden the cam came on and it was, he was there with a razor blade in his hand, ready to, you know, cut his wrist with the, with the blade. And so I said, you don't really want to do that. You know, let's talk. And so we ended up talking and he ended up putting it down, and now he's in our ministry as well. And then also I had um, a parent of, um, they had a child that was gay. Um, mm-hmm. He's 18, 19 years old. And she's, she came to me and she goes, can I talk to you, James? And I'm sure, you know, what did you need? And she told me, you know, what do I do? Because I have a, um, a, a child, I call him my child, he's 19 years old, um, and I don't know how to act because he's gay and I don't know how to accept him and I don't know how to, you know, to approach him on certain things. And she says, this is why I came into your ministry to see how everybody behaves and how they talk and the whole thing. So they end up staying in the ministry as well as their, their, their son you know, and now they're a big part of the ministry there in gay Christian ministries there. So it's just unbelievable how, you know, people come wow. to me with different things. You know, I, I've i said this somewhat, somewhat from my own experience as well, is that um, you never know um, what situation other people are in. And, and like I think even Robin Williams said that uh, some 
people forget that you can be around lots of people in conversations and still feel alone and lonely. Um, and because you're really good at that, pretending, you know, and, yes. and not being true. And so we never know who we're talking to. I know a couple of instances in my life where I talk to people and, you know, sometime later they expressed to me if it hadn't been that day that I called them and insisted we go out and do something that they had made all the plans to end their life. And um, they thanked me for being their friend and, and calling in that in the moment. So I always say to people, you never know what your conversation might be doing for someone and but how it might benefit someone just to be there and just in a very uh, human way, not not extraordinary, just being uh, a caring individual and how far that that uh, experience might go with someone. And so, uh, yeah, and, and the other thing I'd like to add to what you've said here, James, is that um, we assume that uh, things these things don't go on anymore. Well, they do. They, they're still yes. going on. And there's still a lot of uh, attitudes. And when I ran this little club here in Laguna Beach a few years ago, I can count uh, several times where young adults were thrown out of their home and were homeless. And I thought that never happened, you know. I And, you know, there's a crowd here that uh, supports, um, would support them, you know. Yeah, give them... Uh, help them get through this situation and they were very despondent and uh i wonder how many times uh had they not had that friendship with that little bar and the friends in the bar what would they have done you know how would they have responded and it's it's you know it, it's um really hard and you know i mean there are so many men in the men's ministry that i have that go through that and there are a lot that are out in out clear out in the country or up in the mountains, you know, that they need someone around or someone to support them. And, you know, they just can't find it. So they come to the ministry and they look for friends and it's just unbelievable. I mean, I'm in awe over it, actually, because I never thought that this men's ministry would take off the way it did but it's just unbelievable. And this year will be the first time ever that I'm going to have a retreat for the men's you know, ministry that's online. And there will be men coming from different states and so forth to fellowship and just be around other men that, you know, that... Uh, in they, person yeah exactly and just fellowship and get to know one another it's not a hookup it's nothing like that it's all about spirituality and it's also all about unity you know coming together as one you know i at the risk of being politically incorrect and subject of criticism i i think the the men's machismo kind of um persona and versus the female a female attitude or a female persona the men are expected to be um in our culture expected to be the macho don't cry at this for so many decades and there was a recent study of young kids in fact there's a movie out about two young boys who have a very strong friendship in a very in a very innocent way it's not sexual never was intended to be never became one but they were really truly good friends and uh on a friendship level with a lot of love yes and they grew older and they learned or were groomed to learn that that was not such a good thing you know and there was a study done about boys in eight eight to ten years old versus 14 to 16 years old and how quickly those attitudes change uh, in in those adolescent years, and how unfortunate it is because those uh, early innocent years were really honorable and really really good, and somehow they you know they uh, were drug into a, a false narrative, let's say, and. Uh, 
where am I going with all that? So <laughs> I think that there is an inherent attitude for gay men that they've learned to to be this, uh, to live up to this expectation, this public expectation of you don't cry and and you're the provider and you do all these things that are kind of pres prescribed, even though they're not maybe part of your nature and, and how you really feel honestly about things. And uh, so I think with that, there is a, a, a more of a, perhaps more of a preponderance to do self-harm. Yes. Uh, than perhaps the female, which is more instinctually loving and nurturing and more accepted to see two women together holding hands in public and even kissing uh, on the cheek, maybe. But uh, to see two men kiss on the cheek in public would not be acceptable in most locations. And um, so I, I, I'm just tossing that out there as a dynamic as perhaps part of what's going on with your uh, men's Christian. And, you know, I've got to say that when my husband had passed away, you know, the, the, the day that I left the hospital, um, I went, I was at my sister's house and all of a sudden the, the phone started ringing and I started getting text messages and Facebook messenger and messages on Facebook. And it was all from these, these men in the ministry. I mean, it, it was just overwhelming and it continued for three days, you know, with all the text, the messaging, you know, on um, the phone, uh, phone calls. And my sister said to me, who are all those calls and text messages and all that coming from? And I'm like, they come from my second family. And she says like, who, what? Oh, and wow. I said, they're my second family. I said, they're from my ministry that I have online. And those guys were so loving and caring and passionate. It's just unbelievable. I mean, it just gives me chills when I think about it because I never could have imagined that this ministry would be what it is today with these guys. They're very passionate, very loving. There is nothing sexual. There is no nudity. There's no foul language. It's just all pure love and, and caring. Well, and I, I think to some some respect, some of that's been bottled up for a while, uh, and they've had no opportunity to share how they really feel. And uh, James, you give them that opportunity, it seems, uh, to to be true with, to themselves and true to others. Uh, and you well. know, it's it's funny because you know every time you know I have my life here, but my life is also with them online. And when I'm not there and things happen or there's guys in there doing what they're not supposed to right away, they all come to me and say, James, you know, this person here, you better take a look at because they're doing this or doing that. So those guys are my eyes when I am not there <laughs> and they're Got your back. <laughs> amazing. It's just amazing. And so, you know, this year I really wanted a retreat for them because I think that they deserve it and I think it would be great. And I am looking forward to doing this. And so when I spoke with you this morning and I asked you about pride this year, you said in August, well, I'm like, okay, perfect. Because now maybe I can have my retreat on the weekend that you do pride. And I think it would be really great for the guys to come and experience. Yeah. I, um, I think that's great. And I think it's something we need to, we need to work on. Uh, uh, you, you indicated that they like to hike. Well, we usually do a hiking thing uh, with pride. We like to do some outdoors. And something else we wanted to do, uh, hopefully, this year was some volleyball at the uh -huh. uh, at the beach um, and a dedication to uh, for the um, the pride um, tower. I don't know for my listeners if you have if you haven't heard that the city has has uh supported uh a donation from a local two local uh guys that are married uh and um to uh pay for uh a rainbow being applied to one of the lifeguard towers on west street beach and there'll be a plaque to designate it including a plaque and so we're excited about that it has um it, it is in the process, so I always hold my breath. It's kind of like closing your mortgage until the ink dries. <laughs> you you kind of <laughs> hold your breath. But 
we're in that process. So hopefully uh, it will be have been there for a while by August and we'll be able to do a dedication in August uh, with the media and everything on the beach. And it'd be great to have uh, your followers there uh, as part of that. I think they would dedication. really enjoy it. As a matter of fact, when I talked to you the first day and you had said, well, that'd be great if you could do your retreat on the day that we do Pride, you know, the weekend. And so I threw it out there to them and they were really excited about it. And that gives me more to offer them, you know, when they come as well. What I have to offer, you guys can offer what you guys are doing that weekend as well. Yeah, and I want to touch on something else you talk, because you, you talk about family. And, and I did write an article that got published fairly recently mm -hmm. in the local pub, uh, news, online news, uh, which is Stu, which is, Stu News seems to be the most popular. But it touches on why a gay bar is so important and uh and it is because of that one thing family and for so many people um in in the lgbtq community they've lost their family or maybe they never had one but they had one and they lost it over some of the issues they yes. have and so it's difficult to live without a family it's difficult to live without you know, at least someone on a regular basis you kind of communicate with. Yes. So traditionally for decades, the the bars were that family. And uh, there is a, uh, I don't know, there's a much, well, like cheers, but on a much times 10, let's yeah. just say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where that becomes their pseudo family, you know, uh, they... Uh, and that's why a little gay bar that uh, that shares their um, I don't know their feelings, their love, their yes. diversity uh, is so important to so many uh, as a place to gather and really be honest with themselves and others and not feel uh, intimidated. Although you know we are being much more accepted in many more locations, but it's just nice to know that there's one place where, without question, and uh, I. I think um, for the gay Christian ministry and the gay Christian men's ministry, why it does so well, it's, be or it's because of that reason there isn't anywhere for any of the LGBTQ community to go to and to, to be like family and to be with friends and so forth. And so they all come into the ministry and they're one big family there. And, you know, we get like 40, you know, members a day, you know, coming into the ministries and I always welcome everyone into the ministry. I'm like, welcome to your new family, because that's what we are there. We're a, a family, you know, whether we see each other in person or, you know, we talk on the phone where we can always be together and we can be there for one another. And I think that's what brings the community together. Absolutely. I I will add to that, too, that not all that long ago and still in many locations uh actually there's only it's still illegal to be gay in in something like 20 states in the yes. united states you know in the united states you know but anyway it's still around the world uh but it wasn't all that long ago that uh in some in in the uk there's a documentary i saw about it but uh, uh long story short if you're gay it's considered an illness and you're and uh you're 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 a sick person yes right uh religiously it's immoral and unacceptable legally uh it's against the law so you look at yourself and say okay i i am immoral and uh, medically i am ill and sick and my um culture my feelings are against the law so what do I have, you know? And there's still countries where that is prevalent all on all three uh, levels, all three, I guess, quadrants. No, not wouldn't be quadrant, but all thirds. <laughs> but anyway, so, and, and it's still now. And, and, and so when you discover that you're ill, you think, oh, and then you discover that what you do is against the law. And you, then you think, well, I'm going to, I need to discuss this with someone. I can't discuss it with my parents. And then you reach out, well, yes. there's the church. And then you find out the church, you're going to go to hell and suffer uh, uh, eternally. 
uh, it's pretty damaging all the way around. And I think that's what's happened for, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, young people. Yes. And it's resulted in hundreds of thousands of deaths uh, because of those attitudes. So I think what you're doing oh, is uh, addresses those things. Um, and whatever we can do, I think, is really important. So let's... Um, I mean that's the dark underside of things, and the bright the bright <laughs> light of things <laughs> is uh, what do you see in the future? Um, this is growing, and and you feel uh, I, I I get the sense that it is very rewarding for you, uh, but a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but you know what? Passion. People are my passion, and so whatever I can do to make this world a better place. I will do it, you know, and this is one of them. This is my passion. You know, I mean, I have spent many hours and hours working on these ministries to get them where they're at today, and I don't regret any bit of it. I mean, I put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. Um, you know, I have the church where I used to go. I remember first starting this, and... You know, I told them about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, you know, they didn't really think that it was serious, but, you know, it is serious, and it is there, and it is growing, and I just don't know what's going to happen next. It's just unbelievable. No, I'm, we're going to take a short music break, and sure. you've, you've got to do better than that. <laughs> you, we're going to come back and discuss what the bright future that James feels uh, in the path and maybe how we can help him in that future as a community here in Laguna Beach. How about that? Here's sure. Sam Smith. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you must think that I'm stupid You must think that I'm a fool You must think that I'm new to this but I have seen this all before I'm never gonna let you close to me Even though you mean the most to me Cause every time I open up it hurts So I'm never gonna get too close to you Even when I mean the most to you In case you go and leave me in the dirt But every time you hurt me the less that I cry and every time you leave me, the quicker these tears dry. And every time you walk out, the less I love you. Maybe we don't stand a chance. It's sad, but it's true. I'm way too good at goodbyes. 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 I know you're thinking I'm heartless I know you're thinking I'm cold I'm just protecting my innocence I'm just protecting my soul So I'm never gonna let you close to me Even though you mean the most to me Cause every time I open up it hurts so I'm never gonna get too close to you Even when I mean the most to you In case you go and leave me in the dirt Cause every time you hurt me The less that I cry And every time you leave me The quicker the tears dry And every time you walk out The less I love you Maybe we don't stand a chance it's sad, but it's true. I'm way too good at goodbyes. I'm way too good at goodbyes. I'm way too good at goodbyes. No way that you see me cry. No way that you see me cry. I'm way too good at goodbyes. I'm way too good No, 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 no. See me cry 
Hey, we don't want goodbyes. We want introductions. <laughs> <laughs> This is Craig on KXFM 104.7 here in Laguna Beach, California on a sunny, sunny Saturday morning. The beautiful day to come. I'm here with James Flores, my very special guest. We've Thank been you for having me, by the way. Oh, no problem. I love it. I love it. And we were talking about the future and uh, what would happen for his efforts. And I, th I think what James has done is brought a, a mass of interest together. And perhaps maybe uh, it's going to be James Flores 2.0. Uh, let's say that. <laughs> and, I, you know, having started an organization, a nonprofit, and gotten support, I'm going to suggest this. I would suggest that James uh, do a fundraiser on his uh, Facebook account to fund him so he can get a 501c3, which is, if you're not familiar, if uh, you get a 501c3, that is a federal uh, designation that you are a nonprofit. So any donations given to you uh, are tax deductible. And that's a, a big incentive for um, people that want to, you know, help. Uh, if they want to save lives and uh, they appreciate what James's contributions are to the community, that would be a great way to help him get his foot in the door with uh, additional funding and keep him moving forward. And I'm just saying that right out loud here on the run, KXFM 104.7. So, and James, if you do need some help with your 501c3, your, your tax deductible uh, designation, I can be, I'd be happy to help you. I uh, went through the process. Uh, I've done it twice, uh, but more recently with Laguna Beach Pride as a nonprofit, and I kind of know the ins and outs of it all. And it is, uh, you know, you can probably get one up and running for about $700 mm -hmm. if you do some of the work yourself and you're familiar with it, or you can spend more than that. But to be safe, you probably need a fundraiser of like $700 or $800, and that would get you uh, your, your tax-free designation, and that would really help. And then you can do fundraisers and challenges on facebook which uh really help they it really does get out there and it, it does help uh on a you know global level yes and you know it's it's funny because i never have could have imagined that these ministries would have taken off the way they were i was just doing it for the local community and here it is global and all over the world all different states and i'm just You know, I wasn't expecting it, and it just happened out of nowhere. So that's kind of why I'm looking to get my 5013C now instead of a while back, because I never thought that this would happen, but it did. And it's all in God's hands, and it's God's work, and so that's where we're at with it. <laughs> so you heard it here first on KXFM, and I will um, – so I don't think we've, we've mentioned it, but if you go to Facebook, how would they find you? They can go to Gay Christian Ministries. You can just uh, search. put it in the search, or you can do um, Gay Christian Men's Ministry in the search, and it'll come up. It will show you the the bio in there, uh, what we're about, of uh, the rules, and so forth. And there are some questions that you have to answer. Lots of photographs. Yes, lots of <laughs> photographs and everything. And you're videos. able to, to look in there. But you, you're not able to post or to fellowship with anyone there unless you become a member. Yeah. So that's kind of where that's at. And there's, like I say, lots of videos. I mean, over the years, we've done so many videos. It's just unbelievable pictures. Um, it's just really great. Do you have a YouTube uh, channel as well? Um, as a matter of fact, I have one and I'm working on it now. And I, you know, in the beginning I thought, well, maybe I should do this on YouTube. And then, you, you know, know, I'm like, no, I'm going to keep it here. Now, But now I do marketing and let me suggest uh -huh. one thing. If you just did a 15 minute or 20 minute YouTube once a week. Yes. And just shot it out there and, and archived it. Okay. I, just, I think, you know, it's, 
it's just kind of like I do this show once a week. It's uh-huh. just a, uh, it's just a time to reflect on the week, talk about the things you're 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 pleased with and and things that are that you uh, you're optimistic about for the future. It's it's a great message to send to everyone. Yes, you know, and, and I think that's something that I'm going to be working. I should be working on now. It's just that I wanted to make sure that these ministries are up and going, and now. They're well, well established where I don't even have to be there. I mean, there's people constantly coming in, you know, as new oh, members. That and speaks I have to your credibility. You know, I have uh, like 15 admins in the gay Christian ministries, and then I have about 10 or about seven or eight in the other one, and they're the ones that help me. So I am able to go out and do other things. And so the next step is a YouTube and working on the 5013C so I can get sponsorship. Because there are many guys that, you know, don't have family, uh, they don't have any friends, nothing, and they need help, you know, because, you know, they're not working or they're, you know, they're on disability or whatever the case may be. That's something else we didn't really touch on, too. Here in Laguna Beach, you've done so much charity to raise uh, money and help with... uh, Oh, I can't think of the name of the the um, shelter. Um, I volunteered at the Friendship Shelter. I went in and I cooked for them their meals because they have guest chefs every week. And so I was able to go there. Um, I was able to go to the Friendship, I mean, to the shelter in the canyon here in Laguna Beach and serve coffee and food to the homeless when they come out of the shelter. Um, I was out on the beach. giving copy out to the homeless, talking to the homeless out on the beach when there was a lot of them in here in Laguna. Also, um, I have raised money for the uh, battered wives and their kids to send them to Disneyland for Christmas, uh, taking them <laughs> Christmas trees at Christmas, wrapping gifts, uh, getting Santa to go down to see them. So I've done a lot of charity work over the years, and it's my passion. Wow. What haven't you covered? <laughs> well, I'm not sure yet. I'm looking for the next something else that I haven't done. But, uh, you know, community work, um, you know, the charity work is, is a passion of mine. I don't think there's enough of it in this world. And I think there needs to be more. And I just want to show people that there are people that do have passion, that do love them, no matter who they are or what they are. It's how you loved in this world. Well, those are great things. We should all aspire to that. I think with that, everyone should go to Saturday Market here in Laguna Beach, pick up some food, invite all their friends over, and have a wonderful time. Yeah, you got that right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's a beautiful day. Share the love. Yes. You know, even if the love is walking past someone on the street and smiling and nodding and saying hello, it's all part of that. And, you know, it's so funny because I would go down to Main Beach, down to the boardwalk, and I would be down there and there would be homeless down on the you know boardwalk. And they would stop and they would look at me and they would come to me and they would talk to me. And people would turn to me and look at me like, why are you talking to those homeless people? You know, and I'm like, you know, they're just like everyone else just because yeah. they don't have the money, just because they don't have a home, a car, it doesn't make you any better than what they are, you know? And so, you know, and another day I was up at CBS here in Laguna Beach and there was two women and they were going in to, to CBS and one stayed behind. There was a homeless man and he was digging in the trash and I seen him. And so when he looked up, he looked over at me and I motioned him to come to the car because I wanted to give him a couple of dollars, you know. So yeah. he came to the car and the little lady was sitting in the car next to us and she looked over at me like, what are you talking to that guy for? Why'd you call him over here? You know? And so with that, I was talking to the guy and I said, well, where do you live? And he says, I live on Aliso Creek Beach. I live down at the beach. He says, I lost my home. I lost my family. I lost everything. And so that's where I live. And so I said here and I gave him a couple of dollars and he started to cry. And so uh. all of a sudden he reached into his shirt, he pulled out this long chain and it was all full of crosses. And he said, these are for you. He said, you know, no one else would listen to me. No one would pay attention to me, but you did. 
you know, I, I, it can just be three strikes in a row. Yes. Three unfortunate strikes in a row, and you can wind up on where he is. Yes, you know? exactly. And, exactly. And, and when you least expect it, you know, um, suddenly you're no longer in your couch on your home, comfortable and warm, and you're on the street, and I, I don't know. You know, it's like up here in uh, Laguna Canyon, you know, they have the shelter, and if you're not in at the shelter by 5 o'clock, then, you know, you don't have a place to go to sleep because they only house so many right. homeless people. And so every year in the wintertime, well, in the summer, actually, I start collecting blankets, pillows, um, hats, scarves, gloves, whatever I can, and toiletries. And so when the wintertime comes, I can take and donate that all up to the shelter there so they can have, you know, gloves and, you know, hats and everything like that that... They can have if they don't make it inside the shelter instead of laying out on the pavement. Well, that's a good that's a good idea. Yeah. Yes. So. They show up there this little late. At least there's something they can. Yeah, something take with them. To, something because you know it's cold out there, and there you know, they are all laying out there on the cement without any blankets, any hats, any well, scarves, and anything. One uh, one person that survived the foster child's. Uh, lifestyle and went from foster home to foster home thought it was good to to uh, make little backpacks that these kids could have that they could keep that was their own so when they transitioned from family to family yes they could take it with them and my heart i just like oh my gosh you start thinking about it you know what what is what is permanent what do you have you know and i thought that sounds odd but then you start thinking about well you know what a wonderful gesture yes you know? And it just is a message that message that someone cares, and somewhere along the way, you'll put that backpack down, and that will be your permanent home. Yes, you know? I just like oh. And you know, a- on my Facebook page, I don't know when you were going through and and looking at my page, um, I had pictures in there of these um, battered women and their children that I told you that I'd raise yes. money for. And I had pictures holding the kids and they were smiling and really happy. And they had, you know, presents because it was Christmas and they normally don't have that. And so, you know, they had, I have pictures in there of the families that I have helped, you know, send to Disneyland and the whole thing. So it's, it's a great feeling. We're out of time, Craig, KXFM. And do you have anything you want to shout out to anyone there? Um, I just wanted to shout out to JC Beans. And I just wanted to thank them for all the love and the support that they've given me when my husband had passed. Because they'd done a big fundraiser for me. And I couldn't have done what I did without them. So I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you so much for having me today. Thank you. I, you know, we'll hear, you'll stay tuned. You'll hear more about James, I'm sure in the future. And with that, I want to add uh, that rain, uh, that uh, Laguna Beach Pride has some grand plans. We finalized some of them this last week and there'll be more and more information. We do want to do something on the 17th of June, which is pride month. And then in August, we want to have our pride festival. So we hope that that is all. Uh, we will keep it all. Keep you all posted. KXFM one hundred four point seven. Craig Rainbow Radio. Tune in next week when my guest will be, which uh, is I meant to say, will be Davina, and she has a new book out. Uh, that's uh, a new novel that she's out. She's been on the program before. She's a clinical psychologist and sought after speaker, award winning bestseller author. Here on KXFM. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next Saturday. Have a wonderful day and smile and say hello to someone. Huh? How about that? <laughs> I love it. Thanks again, James, for being here today. We we dearly appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much for having me. So, and here's... Don't tell me not to live, just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't 